0: from the RM Studios in Tustin, California, at the crossroads with Gabriel and Lee. Welcome everyone. Today is a special episode where we begin our interviews. And our first guest today is Pastor Eliseo Quintero of Reconnect Ministries. Welcome Eliseo
1: to the Crossroads. Thank you. (laughs)
2: It's a pleasure being here.
1: It was a long journey to get to this point as we've been saying every episode but we're obviously here and uh, I'm definitely going to enjoy it and I know Lee is as well and we do have some questions but obviously as we do um, here on Sundays and Wednesdays is see what the word is telling us and we'll let Lee start with your first question, or i don't know if you had anything you wanted to say at first
0: uh no just a a quick summary of oh yeah of brother eliseo i i uh f- as we mentioned before we both um we've both w- been in, in under his ministry for well i think I, uh, i'm t i'm at t- ten plus years but i know you're
1: i'm a i'm a freshman in my <laughs> second year <laughs> I'm an extended learning <laughs> university at Reconnect Ministries, <laughs> and yeah, we've been utili- utilizing the space. We've referenced you uh, multiple times, so probably every episode. Yeah. I Yeah, so we we would it would be safe to say we've been definitely influenced by the discussions we had have been having here, and so I think it's good to just get the man that we've been referring to in 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 the episode and hear what you have to say because there's a lot that you. Are interested in saying, and I think it's important for us to sit down and no distractions. We're here for the next few hours, and yeah, that's that. No, no pressure. No pressure. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> but yeah, you were mentioning <laughs> it. We've been here now for a few, a few years, but you've known him for ten
0: plus years, right? And I've uh, I've given him credit as one of the main influences as far as discipleship is concerned, as far as um, biblical. Understanding a biblical approach to, to um, to life and everything it regards. So yep. thank thank you for joining us.
2: It's a pleasure being here. I'm excited where you guys, uh, what God's doing you guys' uh, passions and uh, where it will lead. And thank you. Uh, trying to support it as as best as we can. Thank you. All right, let's get going. Well, we've already got
1: going. We're here. <laughs> Well, actually, I'll, let me. I'll ask my first question. So, you've alluded to multiple—I don't say—you've alluded to many times that there are certain uh, teachings in scripture that the church per se hasn't touched on or or really had a interest in in delving into. And we've a- actually we've had those discussions here. And I think for me coming. Like I mentioned, very much new in this journey to faith and and learning through scripture and d- having discussions that we are as we are today is, I think it's refreshing to know that there's someone like a Ricky Javaris, if you will, that's willing to kind of speak against what the the norm is, the the ganglarments that are out there, the establishment, if you will. The elephant in the room. The elephant in the room, <laughs> literally. <laughs> Did that make, no okay anyways <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're referring to the golden globes the right golden for those globes, that, i think we all that don't know. saw that and it was we were quite entertained at least those of us out in the public but i think in that same regard when it comes to just speaking on scripture and, and going through it and not shying away from any topics i think for me like hearing what you see as i don't know like your top three or five or whatever it is that you feel is being missed out on and, and an opportunity for us that are going through scripture and, and living out uh, a life of faith is what are the, the topics that are missing from the discussion?
2: Well, uh, uh, that's a big question because <laughs> uh, there's, you know, basically it's, you know, whatever is controversial, right? Uh, is usually the case. Um, but for example um uh one of the topics that would be controversial would be for example homosexuality uh which it now has you know a lot of letters ascribed to it lgbtq plus um but homosexuality is not something that is talked about straightforward in the in the church in most circles that i know uh uh it's it gets a passing nod maybe if that you know Mm -hmm. and so um when we come to it uh i i don't you know our approach to studying the scriptures is to go um well like on sundays we follow the life of christ and so we follow the harmony of the gospels which is we try uh uh, the harmony of the gospels is trying to piece together the chronology of 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 the life of jesus um in chronological order uh so It's, you know, you you jump back and forth between uh, the different gospels as um, uh, trying to uh, follow a chronology of what came first, what came afterwards. And there's some things that you can know that came first and came afterwards. But the point is, is that we're following scripture and we're reading through the scripture, which in doing so, um, you can read through the scripture and then pretend you didn't read it. When it comes to the things like, for example, homosexuality. Yeah. Uh, and so when you come to it and read it, you can't avoid it. Or you can, but everybody read it. And then if you ask, if anybody has questions or <laughs> you open it up for a discussion of what are you hearing and what are you seeing, any observations or questions, then chances are somebody in the group is going to really have a question about that. And I would, for me, those are, I don't try to, I don't try to have the conversations, because that's a different aspect of what I uh, um, uh, I try not to have an agenda, so to speak, uh, when when doing that, uh, because I don't believe I know when and where to have those discussions. Uh, so as far as when we're doing Bible study, I believe the Holy Spirit is guiding that, and it's guided through His Word. So when it comes up and if no one really doesn't want to talk about it or no one wants to bring it up it's not because I didn't want to bring it up or I didn't want to talk about it I'll even poke sometimes depending not <laughs> too hard or you know or just make a, a you know and because if I get no ask questions asked about it I want to make sure that you know everybody had opportunity to ask or discuss about it and if so whatever reason that you don't I might ask a question or two and I can you can you can usually tell if some if the, if the discussion wants to be had or not and if it's not, I'll move right along. But I, it, but it's usually sooner than later, it, it'll swing back to it somehow, some way. If the Holy Spirit wants to have that conversation, you won't be able to avoid it. You know, when you're when you're trying to have an open conversation about the truth in God's word, especially something will up. If he usually what happens is that he will move along and then something else that we hit down the road will bring, right bring back. you right back to to it. Right. And then it's, uh, uh, and then once that happens uh, more than once for me, for me, that's a sign. F- I take that as a green light. I need to talk about that. The Holy Spirit wants to have a discussion about that. And then I will f- completely dive into it and begin to ask questions and probe. As an example, that's yeah. just like one example right. uh, in the topic of homosexuality, homosexuality. But really, that's the way I approach it, or that's the way we, we've done it for a long time, actually, for myself. In um, topics like we just got through topics of of divorce, you know that 's another topic that people don 't want to talk about and it 's it 's devastated the church right yeah or infatuated the church and has uh, affected you know uh, quite a bit the church and and people are not really talking about it, they talk about trying to deal with the symptoms or the consequences of it, yeah. A lot of that but not what does the bible say about that or what is what did jesus say about that what did moses say about that and and are they in consensus or are they contradicting each other because if you hear it from different sources you'll make it sound like jesus and moses are contradicting each other just like the pharisees thought that they were right um so just another example that uh divorce big heavy topic because most people have been touched by it somehow some way and yet they avoid it Another big heavy topic like that um, would be church discipline. It's almost non existent anymore. Mm. Yeah. Okay. It's almost non existent. Uh, and yet, nobody's talking about it. Or wh- wh- where are you going to hear somebody preach about ch- church discipline? You, it's really hard to teach about church discipline when you're not following, you're not implementing church discipline,
1: right? Is that separate from corporal
2: punishment? well yeah we're not beating people right, right, that. Right, right so so uh it what i mean by church discipline is is like people are not excommunicated anymore the catholic church deals does do that and so uh, the, uh, for the for the most part the catholic church is 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 what the world views as christianity yes uh, uh from a world point of view right uh and they're really they're the one of the few that still practice excommunication. that excommunication when it comes to that thing. There are certain things that they that will co- will, will land you on excommunication, uh, but not so in the Protestant churches. So,
1: OK, there's a couple of things that came to mind. One, um, I've definitely that's kind of popped in my head a couple of times. And when I when I think of excommunication, I think of John Wick when uh, he decided to leave that <laughs> secret society. But that's a whole different subject.
2: Well, yeah. But but the, I mean, OK, let's for example, let's use that. Right. Use. If you yeah, seen okay. the movie, uh, John Wick, it's about, you know, assassins. And and so it's like even assassins have a code. Right. Is the whole point that, you know, like it would seem like, you know, being an assassin would be an outlaw or some kind of, you know, vigilante or some kind of, but that's not what that is. They have really specific, you know, uh, codes, order and order. Yeah. Like, so even there in the outline, you know, what's at, what's in the story is that, um, as being said to the story is that even like the worst of the worst, or like the most brutal people have a code or scripturally speaking, we would say they have the law. Right. right, it's their law that they follow. That's not very. That's not much different uh, than you know most laws that you know people have. Other than they, they it's okay for them to kill. You know, <laughs> but <laughs> right, but right. apart from that, apart. like they would never do it in a hotel or you know <laughs> at the at a certain hotel because that's a no no. You know, and then um, you you break that rule, and then there's heavy consequences, which is what the whole movie is based about, right? Right. But so all that stuff is based off of. I mean, you come and you see that religion has those rules, has rules and has codes, right? Um, but more and more, those breaking of those codes have no consequences in the church, Now, yeah, which is my, what I mean by church discipline. So that if someone sins, they're, they're not confronted. Or, right? Uh, so someone's, they say someone's in adultery and you know that they're living in adultery something that Jews, you know prohibited in scripture um, uh, then they would not they, they're not confronted or if they are confronted all they do is have to go to, to a different church and no problem
1: That sounds a lot well okay you know so that's yeah. so that's
2: what I mean by church discipline like before you couldn't even go to another church you would have to need a letter of recommendation or somebody where the pastors communicated so to make sure that this stuff wasn't wasn't happening people were in good standing they were just not messing up a congregation here you know committing adultery and you know having sexual relations with all the young girls there and then going to a different church and, and, and on they go right we call those uh, 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 sheep and wolves clo- oh, sorry wolves and sheep's clothing right
1: they're disguising themselves which the leaders
2: are supposed to uh, discern against and fight for defend the flock it's against role that role of a pastor right, right. the role of a, uh, the shepherd so
1: then would this also be a topic of discussion with like black uh, black backsliding so is that kind of that right I've, so i've heard this in so term, with but I'm backsliding not
2: familiar. backsliding means that you've now you're not hiding it you're not just you're just outright disobeying god's word so you're kind of like walking away from well, yeah, yeah right. you're rejecting the teachings rejecting, of, okay. of of Christ, and so with that, there usually is a, a, a you know, you 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 confront them. What Matthew 18? What Jesus says? You confront them one on one, and if they repent, then, and you, 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 you no, no that's what you want. They turn away from it, right? And then if if they continue in that sin, then you bring them before two or three witnesses, right? Oh, and then if they repent, then great. But if not, then you bring it before the whole congregation so that everybody knows this is what this person's doing and they're intentionally, consciously choosing to do this without turning away from it. And because if, for example, it's an adulterer, then every woman should know that this man is doing this. Every man should know that this man is doing this because it's a danger to their family.
1: Not to necessarily shame them, but just so that everyone is aware. No, shame is the result of sin. Okay. okay. So then there is another. So it's not,
2: you don't have to shame somebody because of uh, uh, that sinning. Shame would be a natural consequence of sin that you know that you're defiling yourself in the process, whether consciously or subconsciously. That's just a psychological uh, consequence of it. You can to that shame by verbally trying to shame somebody intentionally uh, right but it's not necessary right, right. it's not necessary to Unless it. they are, uh, and that's not the point it's not the point of discipline the point of discipline church discipline I think that's probably one of the reasons why people went away from it the the point of church discipline is to turn someone away from sin right to it's, hold them it, so it, to hold them accountable and and in some ways, it's like peer pressure, but for something good, right? Where peer pressure usually is said, peer pressure is not a good thing because it's if it causes you to do something not good, mm-hmm. right? But in this case, it's kind of like if the if the sin. Well, put it this way: when we're talking about church discipline, Jesus set up a system for us to deal with it. To deal, we'll put it this way: to deal with our sin more than. The emphasis is not on the discipline, so to speak. It's on dealing with our sin. How do we deal with this? And we ought to help one another deal with our sin. So we deal with our sin through confession, repentance, through confession of sin and turning away from it, which means bringing what the sin in our life to the light, exposing it right to the light. And when we expose it to the light, that's where it gets dealt with. And that's and that's how we know, too, that we are want to deal with it and that we are willing to deal with it by exposing it to the light, by confessing it to another human being.
1: So if we could just quickly. So it's a
2: matter of dealing how we deal with sin and how do you get how do we personally deal with sin, how God left us and how Christ left us an example of how a system, how we deal with our sin to uh, to to turn away and to get it out of our um, system, system. so to speak, right? So uh, a system, so to speak, our our spiritual uh, system, so to speak, uh, or mindset, um, how to deal with it so that its shame is not constantly psychologically sabotaging us, right? Which is what it will do. And then the longer it stays in hiding, the longer it stays in secret, the more powerful it becomes, and the more shame and the more guilt we move and live by, and then, and, and once it grows roots and everything, it goes underground. It goes incognito. You don't even know it's there, but it's completely, you know, uh, 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 motivating the things that we're doing uh, unconsciously, un- no. subconsciously, subconsciously. No. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so for me, I see discipline. What we call discipline, it's really a process of helping people. Deal with it. That are having a hard time dealing with it. I'd say that's uh, the goal
0: in mind. Should be restoration. Uh,
2: absolutely. And so even Paul, who then in in uh, First Corinthians recommends excommunication for those who are doing that, right? Who are outright doing that. He says, don't even eat with such a person. Right. That are out. That are out. Outwardly refusing. Correction. That's right. Or you brought them one on one. You've done two to three witnesses, and now they've been brought before the congregation, and they still refuse to to change or to uh, or to turn away from it. They 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 just continue in that pattern of sin, which is very destructive, not only for them but for anybody who else is involved. It's not just to affect. If only sin affected ourselves, right? Then okay, at least you're just destroying yourself. But that's not the case. It's never the case. Not with human beings. With human beings, sin affects us and affects everybody else who is in relationship to us. Period.
1: Let's um, I don't say define, but let's describe what sin is, how that, what that looks like. Because I I know we've had discussions about, well, uh, if it if it doesn't um, proceed from the word of God, if it's not obedience to faith, then we've we've sinned. But then there was another sin that that we talked about was um. there's voluntary and there's involuntary. I think it was right. Or well, how do you say it? It's um, active and inactive, I think, is the way you look so at it. The sin mm-hmm. of omission yeah, and omission yeah.
2: is usually the way you hear it uh,
1: described. So what do you think is the most accurate way of?
0: I think we touched on that, too, before trespasses versus transgressions and how.
2: Well, l- l- let me answer the question before uh, or, or try to anyways uh, fully. Uh, when Paul says that, because you know, we were talking about excommunication and 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 the sin, right, uh, and discipline, Paul says that you shouldn't eat with a, such a person that is openly doing this and has already been approached and try and, and tried to be uh, to be held accountable, uh, uh, oh. and they just don't they don't care or they they're refusing to, and so they've gone through the church uh, ch- uh, the steps of of making them accountable that Jesus talked about, right. Um, and he says, after that, he says, you shouldn't even, they should be excommunicated. You shouldn't even sit down and have a meal with that person. That's basically excommunication, right? Where we get excommunication from. Um, and then, but in Second Corinthians, right? In 2 Corinthians, he comes back and says uh, uh, that, uh, that he is, um, um, that he is marveled how how they've turned away from their sin after being shunned. This way, and he says, and he says, I, I I did not say this so that you can permanently excommunicate him forever, but that when they do show signs of repentance, that you bring them back in, so they wouldn't be overwhelmingly burdened by that 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 shunned, they're being shunned, right? Even after they've been shunned or excommunicated, so to speak, it's not permanent, right? Because the intention is never a discipline is never permanent excommunication. It's, it's, it's excommunication. And so that Satan can deal with them in his own way. Or in other words, so that Satan, so that Satan's design, I know I have to just, I know what I mean by what I say, Satan's design, but basically it's Satan's will and right. Satan's desire, which is to kill, steal and destroy. Okay. That's what I mean by Satan's design. So that Satan's design can have its full effect unhindered in that person's life and hoping that after having that done that person will see the folly of his uh, of his ways and then turn back which happened and which does happen because that that, basically that means you got to let them hit rock bottom
0: that's the image of the prodigal son
2: right absolutely so you let people hit rock bottom not because you want them to hit rock bottom because that there are some people that won't turn away or they won't look for a different lifestyle until They've hit rock bottom, but not everybody survives that. So that's the other thing about that, which is why you try not to uh, go that route, right? Which is why there's a system for you know go approach one on one, go you know through you know then uh, and then two or three witnesses, and then uh, finally uh, the congregation. Everybody's got to know why they're being shunned and excommunicated, and everybody should follow that path. If everybody follows that, and they're being shunned by the people that they're in relationship with because of that that's pure pressure. That's what I mean by pure. That's, that's, uh, and especially in those days, it was a lot more devastating. You're basically lose your social security or, you know, you can't work. Nobody's going to hire you. Nobody's going to, you know, they're not going, you, until but that's all, that's like cutting off a drug addict from, you know, from their from, from their money to buy drugs. Yeah. Like no one's going to give you money to, you know, to buy drugs. And so therefore you're going to go into, you're going to go, uh have, uh Do withdrawals, until finally you go, you know, you you you, you come, come out up of that, with it, yeah. right, right, right. Uh, so I mean, those are you know, but that's pretty much. So I, I just wanted to finish that thought no, yeah, because yeah. I, I didn't want to jump to a different um, topic or conversation about certain thing that without because we're talking about discipline as, um as a controversial subject because of this church discipline. So uh, uh, I can't talk about church discipline without talking about sin, right? Because that's what church discipline is about—is to bring people back and help people that are having a hard time, one-on-one between them and God, deal with the sin in their life. And some people need more accountability than others to deal with that. Right. So that, you asked me—the original question was, uh, what, what, what topics do you feel are, you know, are, are lacking, lacking or not being or, addressed, or people. You know, sidestep, you know, or don't give attention to enough, right? So now we delved into a little bit deep, a little deeper into one of those. One of those, yeah. One of those uh, being church discipline, right? But there's there's quite a few. There's quite a few.
0: Now, just really quick, sticking on church discipline. Do you think some of that that secular? I guess it's a secular approach, but do you think that's infiltrated in the church because of a cultural shift, as far as People, people no longer. I don't know if it's that they don't want to hear the truth, or that they don't want to be corrected, or as Gabriel was alluding to, being shamed publicly.
1: But it's even happening. It's funny because that's what's what happening with social media, and, and you know, you what uh, What is it called when you give people's information out? Doxing. Doxing. Sure. It's happening.
2: So basically, what you now. see what you see happening on social media today is what you uh, is what was happening in the church before. Which is why, all, you know, yeah. atheists and people that pulled away from Christianity um, uh, or religion as a, uh, altogether um, uh, dis- dis- they despised that uh, because church discipline, instead of being practiced for those purposes in the church, many people use church discipline to shame people. Right? Like I said, nobody needs help in shaming sin all by itself causes shame right yeah. period and and you can never get away from it <laughs> that's that's the mm-hmm. thing, and no matter where that person goes, they can't get away from it. It's the baggage to carry on with them right, yeah. everywhere they go yeah, so it, and so uh it, and so what discipline seemed like it became, or you saw what happened to discipline is that people were taking the freedom to shame people or or using it to shame them. As opposed to helping them uh, turn away from right, uh, and, and and some people taking joy in it, you know. So it, it, it's like, uh, um, uh, so the proverbs are filled, you know, uh, with sc- sayings with uh, uh, scriptures with saying, you know, when your enemy falls or when your you know, uh, so, you know, when your enemy falls, don't smile, don't get excited about it, you know, because then God's going to see and it's gonna turn that his his you know his discipline is gonna turn towards you. Hmm. Uh, so it's it's not taking joy in the in the downfall of others is basically what it means uh, the message is there is you don't take joy in the downfall of others it's, you don't take joy in the downfall of your brothers or the uh, the sin in your brothers' lives and the hardship in your brothers' lives and much if the scriptures say that you shouldn't take joy in in your enemies' downfalls. <laughs> Well, how much less, you know, your your brothers? What a concept, right? Right, that's uh, what I'm saying. It's like, so it basically, <laughs> what scriptures do a lot, it, all the, you know, all the way through the scriptures is like they take worst case scenarios all the time and saying um, and that's where that's where Jesus is going to come get his saints from. Where he says, "Love thine, you know, love thy neighbor."
0: Mm-hmm.
2: If your neighbor uh, persecutes, or or sorry, sorry, love thy neighbor, but he's going to say, "Love your enemies, <laughs> pray for your enemies." pray for those who persecute you. So those are extremes uh like like you can't like you can't do any better or any anything better or more right than loving your enemy.
1: We've we've stopped at, you, uh, it, yeah. that's
2: like uh, that's like peak righteousness. Yeah. Right? So like you can't get more right than that. Like that's it, we'll put it, or said a different way is we we could we could say it like um like what is the most holy thing you can do or you know what is the most loving thing you could do loving your 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 worst enemy and 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 doing good to them and praying for them and and and, and not and not cursing them and 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 wishing for their 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 prosperity <laughs> that's just okay so you can't get any better than that you know yeah you can't get it better, and so and so th- that's the standard. And so Jesus is going to end those saying, saying in the you know the Sermon on the Mount is going to say, "Be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect," or be holy. How holy? As holy as your heavenly Father is, <laughs> or, or be perfect. How perfect? Well, as perfect as your heavenly Father is, like you can't like there's no action that you can think of that will be better than that. It's it's the um it's the limit to a goodness not well, even that no it's just it's, it's just endless goodness try to think of something good luck yeah I know, know right uh, it, it's, it's it's like the max It's, it's. that's why he says there's no greater law than love your neighbor as yourself and and, and the catch there is it, it, and, and your neighbor is the closest person to you or anybody that's in relationship to you and they don't even have to be in relationship to you in the proximity to you it's the,
0: a colleague or somebody yeah and,
2: and, and you do have relationship with them you don't have a it doesn't mean it doesn't have to be a, 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 intimate. A, a intimate relationship as far as you know familial or you hang out or anything like that but we have relationship with anybody we bump into i have a relationship with the homeless person that i pass by every single day right yeah
1: or the person that cut you off. On the I ignore them all morning. the time. Or, you know, that's my relationship <laughs> with yeah. them. You know, my
2: relationship is I don't even give them the time of day or whatever, you know. Because there's people that, you know, family, you have family members that you do that to. People do that to that all the time. I don't even give them the time of day. I don't answer the phone calls. So you basically treat them like a homeless person that you're passing next to, this, you know, in the, in the street. So but the point is that a neighbor is just is anybody that the closest person to you at any given time. Right? And so... So your enemy could be next to you and is your neighbor. So they fall into that category, right? So, uh, and there's basically, if you can learn how to love your neighbor, is there anybody that you can't not love is the question. If you can move in goodness and kindness towards someone who moves in, in destruction towards you, is there anybody you can't move in goodness and kindness towards?
1: And it's not even <clears throat> the it's not even the thing of you're better than that person. It's just you're trying to live out the
2: psychological, yeah. the psychological work that it takes to do that. Uh, if you've never done that, then you don't have a concept, you don't have context for what that means, until you've. Had if someone that is your enemy seeking to do you wrong, and then you moving intentionally towards them to do good every single time they do wrong to you 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 turn around and you bless you turn the other cheek, you go the extra mile, you give the shirt off your back if you're uh, responding in that way towards your enemy until when until until they're no longer next to me until they're no, until they're no longer my neighbor or until but as long as I'm in relationship or in their proximity, I have to do that until you've had someone that you do that to then you don't then what i'm saying doesn't re- or what jesus is saying doesn't really make a lot of sense right but once you do that you realize one the power of love first of all uh the 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 power of unconditional love that 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 you can't fake that <laughs> there's no one that can fake that you can fake all kinds of stuff uh, you can fake being a Christian, you can fake being nice, you can fake being kind. You cannot fake that kind of love. That's a good
0: uh that's a good picture for renewal of mind. Right? Like renewing your mind daily, but also um we were just touching on practically or at least Gabe and I were practice what you preach with what what uh Ricky Gervais was saying yesterday at the Golden Globes and he was calling out Hollywood for you know, you gotta if you guys are gonna you know, tell the public to do X, Y, and Z, you guys also have to do it yourselves. But don't come in your private jets. Yeah, don't to go the <laughs> to the award show, yeah. show. But you you said something like so that uh maybe think of something. Um as far as as uh actually doing doing the work or 'cause I w the way you were describing I thought that's a very intense um, not rebirth, but that's a very intense renewal process. Absolutely, to, it's a transformational tra- process. Right, to actively love somebody that's doing you harm day in and day out, or, or somebody that you despise, um, that that's a that kind of turnaround. I mean, that, that's nothing less you, you, than it, a miracle.
2: It, it, something's going to have to change inside. Right. You cannot be who you've been before that, and then accomplish that. Because that it, would be doing it in your own strength.
0: Right, because I, what I think, too, is that's, that's Jesus inviting us, him saying, come and be partakers of what, what I'm, I'm giving you life. I'm giving you life more abundantly.
2: What well, he does every day across this world to millions and billions of human beings.
1: You know, a good example of that, did you guys see the video of the the, the young kid who he was it was the, he was in court he was um up on the stand and his th- this cop killed his brother his older brother on accident and he wanted to go and hug her like request of, yeah, yeah, he yeah, requested yeah and yeah. did you guys see that yeah. yeah
2: i posted about that on twitter i
1: bawl like yeah, streams I, I, of tears and that's
2: what i put on, on when i tweeted i put whoever sees this and 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 does not get emotional
1: better watch out
2: be careful because it's hard to watch that all the way through and not feel the emotion of it because it's extravagant love. It's extravagant, extravagant kindness. You can't fake it. You can't fake it. And so when, when, when I saw that, I, 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 I have experienced loving someone who is my enemy. So I know what I mean when I'm saying that, when I, why I'm saying what I'm saying. And I can all, all I can tell you is that everything Jesus says is 100% true and right from my personal experience. Um, and so when you see authenticity, or someone love in that fashion, and you've loved in that fashion, or you've made that your goal and your aim, you know how impossible that is. Psychologically, how hard that is. So that when someone is able to do it, and especially in that kind of arena, right, um, in public, in front of, basically, it's concentration is what it is. Concentration is the elimination of all other things, right? So he's not even seeing the cameras or the courtroom or anything. He's just focused on certain, because you can't, that's what you know. Hebrews is getting at when it says, fixing your eyes on the author and finisher of, of our faith, fixing our eyes on Jesus. It's concentrating because when we concentrate, we is basically we eliminate all other things around us. Everything else disappears.
0: That's the beauty of the Good Samaritan, right that he overlooked their social status, their cultural differences. He
2: focused right
0: right on what was the need? What was going what was actually going what on? What was going
2: on and whatever labels were around disappeared. Whatever race was Stigma around it. it wasn't about race. it wasn't about because it was just focused on mercy. Right, and he was focused focused on what good needed to be done at that moment. Right, and and so uh, what we concentrate on eliminates other things. So in that scenario, uh, you see him, and you see him. He's focused. He wants to get to what he needs to get to, and he's just trying to ask permission to do it. Right, and then when he finally does it, and then you can just feel the emotion of it when they come together, and the healing that's there. Oh yeah, yeah there's healing that, and there's transformation that happens. Like you were saying, the, uh, this transformation that you, you don't you, you don't leave that the same. You don't leave the same way after an interaction like that. There's healing that happens for there. them too, absolutely, and because for everyone around them. Right? Anybody who and that's exactly what I put on Twitter. I put anybody uh, anybody who witnessed that it had the power to affect them too. Whoever saw it or witnessed it, whoever was there. First of all, they they healed, mm-hmm. and anybody who witnessed it had the ability to heal if they had eyes to see, if they had eyes to see and ears to hear. They mm-hmm. they could participate in that in that in that faith moment, and when he was obeying faith,
0: essentially humbling themselves enough to it's see the work of God. Extreme
2: humility, it's it's ultimate humility. It's the losing of self in order for the for the sake of love, for the sake of another. It's laying down your life for another. Greater love, there's no other. That's what Jesus says. That's what that looks like. You laid down your life for another person. In other words, you—that's uh, humility. You—you you don't value your life above someone else's. And in fact, in this case, this person did you so much harm, incalculable, irreparable. It's you can't give back the kind of harm that they did created. And so, uh, uh, uh. You'd have to completely break and and just within yourself and 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 embrace humility completely, and, and because he was doing that out of obedience, and it was not it was not fake, right? So so I I, I wrote something to that effect, and and then I got really bothered by 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 um, tweets that were going on about that. I-o. I had to respond to some of them.
0: No, I remember the the focus or the intent for the purpose of everybody's reaction was why didn't she get more jail time? Why didn't they punish yep. her more severely? Why no, didn't no. they? It,
2: it, it wasn't even it wasn't even that that was making me mad for me, anyways. But yeah, there was that. And but one of the thing that was making me mad is to hear the people that are woke, hmm. people that consider themselves to be woke, uh, or uh uh that consider themselves to be on the right side of righteousness right uh, and to know good and to know how to do it uh and these are spiritual leaders that that are big influential spiritual leaders that that were commenting on that situation and saying um um uh what was it that the comment they were saying it basically they said people were praising what had happened and what they were saying is like, and and that went viral and they were mad and they were complaining that why didn't the mom's appeal to justice go viral?
0: Hmm.
2: Right. And, and and they say, "Well, well, I wish we would see the mom's appeal to justice go viral and just as viral as his forgiveness that he gave. Well, and so I, ha- I was compelled to respond. Uh, and I try not to respond to this, especially things that make me emotional. I, I don't like to, I, I just, that's for me, that's a sign, don't tweet, you know? Um, but for me, I, I felt compelled to respond to one of them. And I responded saying, and so what happened, it made me think, you know? And for me, when I tweet, it, it, it takes me about a few hours, sometimes a whole day to, to do a tweet. I'm not sitting there a whole day on Twitter to do it, but (laughs) what happens is I start trying to tweet something, and then I'm like, "No, I need to think about it more. Um, Why am I tweeting this? First of all, you know, is it emotional response, or what? Why did I get emotional? You know, what what am I angry at? You know, why am I angry that they said that? And then start thinking through my my emotions. Um, And so for me. I was very upset that they wanted just the mom's plea for justice, and which, and and, and it took me into and, and and at the end of that and and after I, at the end of my thought process, it took me a while. Um, I finally was able to put out a tweet, and I tried just to keep it to. I don't try not to do threads. I've done a couple of threads, and I'm like, no, tweet should just be one one tweet. And after that, it, you know, it's a statement. It, you you didn't think about it enough. You just you just you, just, you know unleashing too much information, but when the, you can, and for me that's one of the benefits of Twitter is that for me it helps me consolidate my thoughts. And if I can't consolidate them into a t- into a tweet where I can communicate everything that I w- that I want to communicate in that, then I haven't thought about it enough. I haven't thought about it enough, and I need to go back and think about it more. Um, and so that's why it takes me a long time to tweet, to put out a tweet and um and in that case it caused me to really think about justice versus mercy and i and i dove in because i was very emotional about it and so i just dove in and i started just meditating why do i not like that they said that they want justice to go viral and why are they makes why is it making me upset that they wish that justice would go viral you know, the mom's plea for justice would go viral just like that moment went viral, uh, that kid forgiving his, right. you know, the, the, uh, um, the, the police woman, right? And, and 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 so after, you know, uh, after thinking about it for a while and, and then trying to write stuff, and then I would erase stuff, and then I would go and read and meditate on certain scriptures and then reread them. And then think about them. And I finally, I I learned something that I didn't know before about justice and mercy. Um, Which is, oh my goodness. The reason why you don't want justice and mercy to go, I'm sorry, justice to go viral. Is because justice lacks mercy. There's no mercy in justice. It's an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth.
0: Mm. It's just the verdict, it's all. It's, it's equalizing. Easy. Yeah.
2: It's you took my eye, so I'm justice says I'm going to take your eye. So justice is the law. And we already know what the law produces. Just more sin, more justice, which means eventually someone's going to come asking for your eye because you did something and so on and so on and so on. it's never ending it's and so that's what mankind was like from the garden to, uh, the, 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 the the being cast out of the garden from the downfall from a, a, a man's downfall um, all the way to the present we've uh, all the way to when Jesus came we experienced the law and how there's nothing beautiful about it as far as like there's no one for example if that mother were to receive the justice that she was asking for she would not be a better person for it right. and it would not be enough it wouldn't
0: bring her guaranteed. son guaranteed it's not going to bring her son back it's not going to
2: be it's not going to lessen the pain it's not going to bring her son back and she will not be satisfied that the same thing happened to that woman
0: cuz then now you have someone else's mom without their child uh,
2: and it just per- perpetuates right and so yes god wants us to do justice there's a so and so what obviously i i, I was thinking about the scriptures that i was thinking about in, in regards to that it was um sorry i'm i think i ran out a tangent already but that's all right that's what we do here
0: at the crossroads. <laughs> we're at the crossroads you never know what direction we're gonna go in
2: <laughs> um so it's micah 6 8 i believe uh, you know, that uh, three things God desires from you, right? That you um, do justice. Second, love, love mercy. mercy. Third, walk humbly before your God, right? And so Jesus is going to uh, uh, speak about that too. And he's going to say in the New Testament, he's going to say, um, uh God desires mercy and not sacrifice. Go and learn what this means. All right. And then you have the story of the prodigal oh, sorry, the story of the good Samaritan that is the basis for that. And that who is my neighbor? And they couldn't even say the Samaritan who who they hated. Samaritans, right? They said the one who has showed mercy. All right? And so so mercy is ultimate is ultimate jesus says that he says you are to love mercy right mm-hmm. you are to he says if you would have understood the old testament he says he says then you would have known that mercy supersedes sacrifice and that god doesn't desire sacrifice from you he doesn't desire ritual from you. He desires for you to be merciful, period. And it's, and, and it's correlated into uh, uh, the Our Father prayer, right? It's a big part of that. Uh, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom say, come, yeah. thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who are indebted to us. In other words, the same exact way that I show mercy to others, show mercy to me. That alone should b- bring the fear of the Lord into our hearts if we really are listening to what that means. That means that um uh, directly the way God treat me the way I treat others. I was like would mm-hmm.
0: you would you attribute that to abide in me and I abide in you as far like again, going back to what I was saying earlier about, there's things that God requires us to partake of, and you're saying we're f- we're receiving grace, we're receiving mercy, forgiveness. God, so so that we can also extend that to our neighbor. We yeah, can also it's give the that. Point. That's the whole point of it's the point. What right. Jesus came and, and said and did, right? For us to to also. It's our destiny. Also do.
2: It's 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 what it's what is required of us. It's it's what is expected to us once our sin has been forgiven. And then, and for those who don't do that, you have the story of the unjust steward, right? Uh, uh, notice the unjust do it okay that didn't do justice okay uh uh, but then and there is a Mm -hmm. correlation between doing justice and 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 being merciful too that if if you don't
0: (laughs) i mean that that coincides with they shall know you by your fruits that they're gonna men are gonna recognize if you call yourself a christian if you call yourself a follower jesus thing of me then they're gonna see that you're also
2: the, the number one thing is is that sh- uh, that should mark us as being followers of Christ is that we're merciful. That's so
0: counter
2: to. that's <laughs> so, so counter to what we're oh being exposed to. What and we and it's timed. not saying anything different than we've already said about sin or anything else. Right. It's all connected. It's all. And it's connected. different from
1: being. It, it's so what I could hear someone saying is, "Well, I don't want to show weakness. I don't right. want to." Show that i am I'm, I'm afraid to combat or I'm a a push over. yeah i'm a pushover yeah
2: go ahead and be merciful authentically and see how easy that is it's not you, no you see how little strength it requires it's the hardest thing you can do
1: if anything it's the ultimate
2: strength it's it you cannot do it on your own strength right period you have to believe what it says and then you become a recipient of god's love God's grace that empowers you to do the things that you cannot do. You can't do that on your own. You weren't. We weren't. We don't have that energy source or that 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 uh, character. That's a fruit that comes from abiding, right? That is then God produces in us, so that then it moves from. He does the work in us, so that we can. He can do the work through us, in us first, and then through us, right? So. Uh, it's not mercy. Mercy is not something that I have. It's mercy. Mercy is something that I receive. Peter says it that way, and I love that he says it that way because you don't really see it that way in Second uh, Peter, chapter one. Um, let's see if you can find that. Lee. Second um, Peter, chapter one. Uh, Peter's going to say, um, "Oh no, no, First Peter, chapter one." Uh, that. That once we had not received mercy, he says, once we were, um, we had not received mercy, something like that. And but now we have received it. It's
1: funny. And on uh, First Peter um, two, it says later on, it says, "May grace and peace be yours in the fullest measure." So there again, we see that's not mercy. Just kidding. Okay. No,
2: it's connected because it, it comes <coughs> before that, I believe, in chapter one, at the end of chapter one. Um, Is that the end? Did you find it? Since you have
0: purified your souls in obeying the truth through the spirit and sincere love of the brethren, love one another fervently with a pure heart, having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible through the word of God, which lives and abides forever.
2: Okay, and then it's the beginning of chapter two, because it says we are royal priesthood, right? Uh, Chosen by God. Therefore,
0: laying aside all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and all evil speaking, as newborn babes, desire the pure milk of the word, that you may grow thereby. If indeed you have tasted that the Lord is gracious, coming to him as to a living stone, rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God and precious. You also, as living stones, are being built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Verse 10, who once were not a people, but are yes. now the people of God who had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy.
2: OK. And, and what version is that? This is uh new king. New King James and yeah. NASB. Did it say it, I think it says receive.
1: Yeah. For you once were not a people, but now you are the people of God. You had not received mercy, yes, but now you have received mercy. Yeah. I
2: I think he might be one of the only ones that says it like that. Which run, which is which caused me to pause. That's why I know that verse. Mm-hmm. I know that verse because he said it in a way that other people don't say it. And I always thought, man, that's weird that he said it that way. Um, because you don't usually think about mercy in that way. In that in that sense that he's saying it. So what he what he's saying is that, um like for example, let, let me explain what I mean. Basically what he's saying is that we, when we think of mercy, we think of God has forgiven my sins, right? He has had mercy on me, right? But that's true. But you you don't really live in that truth until you've cashed that check. If mercy is a check from God that he gives to us, just having that check in our hand doesn't mean that we've received mercy. Mm and most Christians think that that's what that's what it is. And they and therefore they think because God has forgiven them that their sins have been forgiven and and therefore that they have received mercy. Wrong. That's scary by the way when you understand that. Wrong. You got yes, it's true that Christ has forgiven us and it's true that we have we have access to mercy. And we have, uh, 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 we have access to the throne of grace, but we have to go to it. And it has, there has to be a transaction that happens. You, uh, and so what happens is that mercy is this check that Jesus wrote for us, and it's blank. Whatever you put in there, whatever you need, you can have. And so he gives us that blank check and says, what is, whatever you confess, that's, you can write it down the line. And that will be what the mercy that you receive. Kind of correlating to the oils uh, jars of oil that you know elisha said that for the widow to go fill, and he says, "Oh, you only filled this many, you should have filled this many, and they would have, you know you should have mm-hmm. asked for more you know the whole idea, and it's, a, it's it's the it's the mercy of God, in other words, the mercy of God is endless It's, it's it's, it's, it's limitless it, it, the the only thing that limits us is me and And so whatever I decide to confess is the amount so if i confess- let's just make it a transaction, for example, if I confess one sin right, then it's one dollar, so I can write one dollar in that check and then go go cash it in now I have one dollar in my bank now i can put i can spend that dollar I can use that dollar for something now I actually do have a dollar, but until uh you and so then that would make that would mean that i if I want more. Uh, uh mercy in my bank, then it's correlated with how much I confess and tr- and and sin I turn away from
1: is that the spiritual sacrifice he's talking about, that is talked about in what oh, we talked about it um i don 't think it was here maybe it was in the first one. I thought I saw something about the spiritual sacrifice um
2: well well yes that is uh, that that is one of the 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 core it's the sacrifices that God looks for, which is what David is going to say in Psalms fifty-one. The sacrifices of God are not bulls and rams. It says it's a what a broken and contrite spirit, a broken and contrite heart. Right? That's the sacrifices that God's looking for: a humbled heart. Right? Uh, 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 a humbled heart. And so, so in that, mercy is a is a check that God gives us, and and it's and, and depending on how much. V- like well, how much is it, and how worth is it? It depends on how much you confess and turn away from. And the more you confess and turn away from, the more valuable that checks becomes. It's like the numbers begin to go higher and higher. And and, and as you turn away from it, you're cashed it.
0: Cause that yeah, that makes me think of when Jesus said, "I didn't come for the the healthy. I came for the sick." Yes. And in the in the board picture that he's describing, it's it's the I believe it was the Pharisee in the temple standing. And saying, "Lord, thank you that I'm not like these sinners, these these tax collectors that are here among you know here in your temple." And
2: yeah, the Pharisees were pretty woke. And then, <laughs>
0: and the tax collector, right? The tax collector is on his knees, he's beating his chest, and he's saying, "Lord, please forgive me. Lord, please give me mercy." Uh, anyway, i not that's, worthy of yeah. Yeah, that's ex- exactly what I thought of when. Yeah,
2: so he said you, you're that. gonna see if you do a study, mercy, you're gonna see all these things that I'm talking about, and it's it's everywhere. It's just. It's like it's the main doctrine there, you know, Uh, because going back to what we why we're talking about this. Well, well, let me go back to what Peter, why I thought it was so important, because that's that's when I really for me. Most people just have the check in their hands and say, I've been forgiven. And they they have zero power to do anything with that. Their life, it's. It it's, hasn't been transformed. Transformation happens when you deposit that money and then you start you know, using that, 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 that currency uh, that, that's in your ch- checking account. And so Peter says it that way. And, and the way Peter says it, he says, once, he says, we had not obtained it or received it. It was available to us, but we had not received it. We had to access it and what? Download it. Into our program, we had it had we had to have a a, a actual and so confession turned away and so when we download it, how do we know that we've received mercy? There's only one way to know that you've received mercy. When we give, when we are able to give mercy, when you're when you are able to have mercy on another person, yeah, it's the only way you know. So every so then, that's what I'm saying that it should be like the like the the mark of a Christian. Is that you're merciful, and you're and you're quick to you love mercy. It's your favorite. Fantastic. Forgiveness is my favorite. (laughs) Having mercy on somebody is is my favorite.
0: Openness to I can't wait for
2: the next opportunity to have mercy on somebody because it's a direct correlation between my relationship with God it's, and it's a witness. Every single time I'm able to do it, uh, forgive somebody and, and 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 have mercy on somebody, it's it's a reminder that God has had mercy on me. It means that I'm in good relationship with God. It's a reminder of the cross. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That that I have not taken it for granted and that I have not despising it and I have not taken upon my life in vain that I'm actually using the currency of that blood for what it's meant for. Right. Not so that I can sit in church and sing songs or sit in church and, and and study the Bible or sit in church and pretend to be a good person and then go out into, you know, into life, go on Twitter, (laughs) That's what I'm saying, Like speaking about this
0: and mercy and, and the impact that you're saying about if Christians understood mercy and if we interacted with people, with random people, random strangers online, with that mindset.
2: Twitter will go broke. <laughs> <laughs> Once you go woke, you go broke. No, it's funny because we were
1: talking about this last, I think it was last week. About you were talking about the um, steroid scandal in baseball, and it was like Sammy Sosa, Barry Bonds, uh, Mark McGuire, All the all these guys were taking steroids, trying to uh, break home run records, and some of them came out and said, "Yeah, like I did it. I messed up," and immediately were forgiven. were were shown mercy. They Murphy. were forgotten about the next, the yeah. very next
0: day. Nobody talked about it on the news. It was, okay, whatever. Let's move on to the guys that aren't that are co- you know aren't confessing to. It's weird. <laughs> it's like
1: once, once you, once you, especially I, I, I know uh, verbally or or articulating it, like uh, believing your heart and and confessing your mouth. I think that's the same yes. idea. There is that we have to actually speak it out because it's not it's not real until you. It's actually not
2: real until you speak it out in public. Until you make it public. Until you make it known. And mm-hmm. it, 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 it's one thing to have know that you are forgiven in your heart. But it it's not it doesn't become transactional until you until you begin to use that currency, which you, makes the yeah. the denying of of Jesus really interesting when he says you're
1: going to deny me three times before the crow or something like that mm-hmm. before the cock which, crows, which makes that rice, really yeah. interesting right I mean
2: yeah and so absolutely so so this is Peter that saying that once he had not received mercy and now and so he wept bitterly after that. He wept bitterly and turned away from it. And so Peter, who was the quickest to judge all the time, let's cut some ears off. <laughs> right? That was his motto. Like, hey, get, you know, and he wasn't going for the ears. Right? He was going for the head. The jugular. Absolutely. He wasn't. Peter, he, he, he didn't shoot to, you know, wound. He was striking to kill. <laughs> A, you know, and and James and John weren't any better the Sons of Thunder. Hey, should we just call down mercy, fire. fire upon the city since they rejected you? Should we call down fire and destroy them like Elijah did? And Jesus turns around and rebukes them and says, you don't even know what spirit you're of. <laughs> Zero mercy. <laughs> Not available. <laughs> These are the first church leaders. Okay. Because that's why, Peter's wow. saying, that's why Peter says it that way. He says, once we hadn't received mercy, we hadn't obtained it. We were surrounded by it when, when we were walking with Jesus, but they weren't operate. They weren't making any transaction. They, you know, they were recipients of it all day long, but they were not trans. Uh, uh, had received it into their own hearts, where they can, uh, where they surrendered to it, and then so that they can use that currency of mercy towards somebody else and set someone else free, the way they've been set free. And so he says it that way, and it's, I think it's one of the most beautiful ways to talk about mercy is that. Once I had not received mercy, and now I have received it, which makes me relate, which then puts me in direct relationship with God. I'm his people now. Right, yeah. That's so what I'm saying. The, the single mark of, like, the predominant mark of a Christian should be that we're merciful. And an example you're using about baseball, right? I mean, I don't follow baseball, baseball all that much, but I do remember that, the, the controversy. But let's just bring it into a, a modern day, What uh, our day. Uh, what's going on? Uh, I think it's just a good example to what we're talking about. Kanye West. Oh, okay. Yeah, a perfect example. Yeah. Okay, so his his biggest criticism and his obstacles that he has is Christians.
1: What you been hearing from the Christians? Uh, yeah.
2: and, and 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 you hears just some crazy stuff. Uh, Okay, let me just say that you You hear some things that are just not merciful in the least bit, right? Okay, so then, uh, uh, so for me, I always say it this way for myself. As it regards sin, um, I'm a complete skeptic, right? Um, Which means that I believe, I'll believe anything. Anybody says that somebody did, because I'm pretty sure that it was worse than whatever they're saying. Mm. Because I know how evil and sinful my, I am. The more you get to know how evil and sinful your sin your sin is, and, and, and that becomes front and center to you, so that you know what you're turning away from. Okay, uh, 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 then you are able. You be, for me, I you you know. This is in every human being. Nobody, everybody is falling short of the glory of God. And that doesn't mean like some fail further than others. It means that everybody's at the bottom. It, it doesn't mean that we almost hit it. You know, we almost got it right. No, no, no. We got it so desperately wrong. Jeremiah says it's the best. Our hearts are desperately wicked and perverse.
0: Who can know? This?
2: <laughs> That's pretty right on, right? Once you get to know your sinful nature. All right. So, you know, the more uh, the more I got for me when I when I call it my rigorous repentance process that I went through uh, and, and initially um, the cleansing that happens is, is, is that I came face to face with my sinful nature and I realized, holy cow, I I am as sinful as you can get so that I I look at the worst sinful person that is considered to be the worst sinful person on the human earth or that has ever lived on human earth. And I know that I can do that and worse. I, I, could, I could do better than that as far as doing more evil. And I know it's true about me. And that if I'm left to myself, I'll do it. Left to own devices. The first opportunity I have, I'll do it. And like Peterson says, and enjoy it. And enjoy it. That's right. Completely. And smile while doing it. Not like, oh, I wish I wasn't doing this. No, 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 no. Do it and enjoy it fully. Okay. That's scary. That's until <laughs> you've seen Until you've seen the reality of that sinful nature in your own life, uh, you have not, like Jordan Peterson says, you have not even explored the shadow even a little bit. You haven't taken yourself seriously. Okay. And you'd have no respect for yourself. There you go. Zero. Yes. Okay. And and so what I'm trying to say by that is that, um, that because I know that I'm a complete skeptic to sin. In other words, there's nothing that someone can tell me about somebody else in the sin that they did. and, And I'll believe it.
1: Cause it's worse.
2: Cause it's 10 times, 20 times worse. If that's only a little bit about what they know about that person if it's true. And even it's if it's not true, it's true. I know it's true, yeah. yeah. And it's not, it's not this thing, it's something else, let me tell you, it's something else, for sure. So that and that's why it always gets me when somebody says, oh, you know, look at all the innocent people that died. There is no innocent people. Mm-hmm. Not when you understand the sinful nature. When you understand the sinful nature, you understand that there is none like Isaiah says, there's none who is righteous. No, not one. In all the earth. Zero. There's none that look after God. That seek after God. None. None. When you understand that. And so, uh, so yeah, that's bad news. Yeah, that's why the gospel is is considered good news. Because once you see the reality of the sinful nature, that's depressing. Right? It does. I mean, it doesn't get worse than that. And so then, it I, and then, you, is there a solution to this? Yes, there is. Right? It's surrendering to Jesus Christ.
1: That's funny because I, I was listening to Peterson and Rogan, like, his second interview, and he was talking about what the meaning of life is. And Peter says something, Brendan Peterson says something similar to that. It's the meaning of life is to overcome the uh, the tragedy of uh, and pain and suffering of life. uh uh-huh. Or in what we're talking about now is, is the sin that, that dwells within us is to overcome that. And I think that for a lot of us is what gives us that meaning and that purpose is to, is to live, hopefully, right? To live more of uh, of a, a life of for us uh, to live a life following Christ. And I think speaking from my perspective, I think that's really been what has, what is it, propelled me to... And, and you know blessed to have found this group or or this church is is that I was looking for those answers and I didn't know how to how to look for it myself on my own sure. and and I and I mentioned before that I definitely give uh thanks to Pearson for for guiding me as a like a, a goalpost if you will to this, to where I am now today, and 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 where I see myself developing is that it's 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 giving me uh, what is it? It's like um,
2: fortified my
1: my my, my life. Yeah,
2: it's foundational. Which means you can start building yes. once you have the foundation set. Then you can, you know, everybody's everybody's eager to build, build, build. But people try to build and they don't build the foundation. That's the problem because then whatever they build, like Jesus says, it comes down. The first sign of chaos that comes in it comes crashing down
1: building the house upon the rock yeah upon absolutely the truth, yeah absolutely so yeah i I, th- I think that's that's really interesting how like the whole idea of mercy and, and sin and and how we're we're so quick to anger a lot of times and and shame and blame and we're ready to
2: all that's projection yeah all and of it's it is just, projection.
1: It's just the part of us that is is hurting for for our own yes. healing. is is That's what's lacking a lot of times and
2: it, yeah, it, why I, people are so lost. It, it is. It is so that's what I'm saying. So it, all that's projection because the person who has experienced and has received the mercy of God and experienced this and seen their sin and, and, and know that God has forgiven them and then has received that mercy and then has become merciful... They don't go around projecting that stuff on people no more. It's about freeing people from that. That's that. That's something. It marks your life, and and, and so that you you set people free, because that's what the Son of Man has come to set the captives free. People are captivated by what they're in bonds of chains. It's psychologically speaking of. they're in chains and captivity of the guilt and shame of sin Mm -hmm. and they're clanking around trying to serve God with guilt from a position of guilt and shame God will never be pleased with anything they do because it's based off of guilt and shame their motivation is guilt and shame that's trying to earn your place in your relationship with God says you can't earn it you can't earn a relationship with me Mm mm-hmm see the difference so see, so uh, that's what I mean when I say I'm a I'm pessimist when it comes to sin. I'll believe any sin that any, that someone accuses anybody of uh, and it doesn't mean that I think they're guilty of it. I just think that they are capable of doing it and and worse because I know how do you know that because I know me mm-hmm. And the more you can uh, uh, like Socrates says know thyself it's huge. Why? Because the more you know yourself, the more you know others. The more you cleanse within, the more you can discern others, where they're at. It's huge. Okay, it's huge. And so, uh, as it regards sin, there's nothing I won't believe. Absolutely. What, Harvey Weinstein did what? Yes, absolutely, and I guarantee you it was way worse than that. And I guarantee you, when nobody's looking, it's 20 times worse. <laughs> And I guarantee you that the next opportunity he gets, he'll do it. If he doesn't repent and turn away from it and surrender his life to Jesus Christ completely, that goes for anybody. That goes for me. That goes for anybody, right? There's, there's, there's no one that's better off than anybody else when it regards sin.
1: That, if you will, transcends race, gender, all that. It, it just that's all out matter. the window. It doesn't matter. we not matter. All humans. So Kanye,
2: people. yeah. Kanye's lived his life in public. You can see what his sins are, and the things that you see in public are not as bad as the things that he's done in private. All right, um, and and that goes for everybody, except he's been a very public figure, and, mm-hmm. and we can see it just in the songs and the albums that he's you know he's done. I've never been a Kanye fan personally speaking. I never got into his music or listened to his music or anything. But when, through his conversion, I started listening to his music and I like it. Will I listen to his other music? No, it's not something that I like and enjoy to listen to. Uh, Because I'm holy? No. There's other people I like and uh, I listen to it. That's not what I mean. But what I mean is that his conversion transformation touched me. And opened me. Because why? Because everything, uh, I think he's gone through a real transformation. Everybody's worried that he's gonna fall. What are you worried that you're gonna gonna fall from? Oh, okay, so show me somebody who hasn't fallen. Mm -hmm. And then why are you worried then? You know what's gonna happen. Is there someone it doesn't happen to? Then what's this nonsense about? Is my questions that I ask, like, it's ridiculous. So for me, I believe any sin that he's done. Absolutely. He's a psycho. Absolutely. He's a cra- You can say anything. I believe it. No problem. I'm a pessimist when it comes to sin. But I'm not just a pessimist. I'm also an optimist. When Christ gets involved, when God gets involved, when God gets involved, I'm a complete optimist. So that you show me the worst case scenario and the worst sin that somebody has done, and then God gets involved, I'm on God's side. I trust God. But it's, but look at what he did. Look at what Hitler did. If if Hitler had life and he surrendered his life to Jesus Christ, I'm on God's side. I will trust him. That's how that's what I mean. Mm-hmm. Take your worst case scenario. Cause if that's not if it's not true that's if, if it's not possible for Hitler to have been able to turn away from his sin. And surrender his life to Jesus Christ and be cleansed of his sin. If that's not possible for him, it's not possible for me or anybody else. At that point, we're just measuring sin. God doesn't measure it like that.
1: Actually, that that reminds me of uh, uh, the movie Unplanned. Uh, yeah. Abby Johnson, yeah, yeah, and how she's been used to to from. Her previous actions she's open about her abortions and then seeing the truth and coming forward about what was going on in planet Parenthood and then now she's a, a huge advocate for pro advocate
2: but I guarantee you that that she advocates differently than others do because she's lived it yeah and been in it and been on the other side of it and the person who has been forgiven from that stuff will not go around shaming people who are trying to engage in it. It's the people who shame people who are trying to engage in it is the people that have not been, we have not received mercy.
0: She's essentially had the log removed out of her eye yes. in order to take out the splinters, splinters and specks right. from somebody else's mm-hmm. eye.
2: There's no drama in that. You know, it's not, and it's not, it has nothing to do with you. It has to do with them. So that's the humility we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Right. So, uh, uh coming back uh, uh do I believe Kanye can be forgiven well of course do i believe yeah. do I believe Kanye's gonna fall i I don't see how he can't if he's like me, right until I see another human being that hasn't fallen, then I will believe that he maybe cannot fall, but everybody falls. The question is if you get back up after you fall. And, and, and well how hard we gauge how hard someone fought but well, we're talking about the, the whole thing we've been talking about so far is mercy for in the, the, what mercy looks like yeah and the, the depths of mercy is like when you, when you have to have a context for the depth of mercy and then those questions you know have you can put them in a proper uh, place you know and you can tell the people that have no context for mercy um, because they're not merciful and Jesus just flat out says it. So whoever does not forgive, whoever does not show mercy, who does not forgive their brother their sins, God is not going to forgive you His yours. Done.
0: I think I think you've mentioned that God's love is scandalous in the past, and when you said that, I thought right away of of Jesus hanging out with prostitutes and the tax collectors and the and the Pharisees accusing him, and saying, "Look at who he hangs out with." He calls himself. You know, the teacher, he calls himself whatever he wants. But look at who he's with. Like, how dare he? How dare he hang out with these sinners? If he really was the son of God, he he would know that he's hanging out with these (laughs) sinners.
2: (laughs) There's no way. And so everything you see Jesus going on in his ministry, he's merciful, merciful, merciful. But you know what he's not have zero patience with? He has zero patience for hypocrisy and 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 religious people now he who has all I, patience uh, had no patience for them <laughs> and <laughs> he rebuked them he was the hardest up he was the hardest hard. on the teachers of Israel absolutely yeah. because that's why James says that your teachers are going to be accountable uh, have a higher accountability he says why because people are following you he says not only do you not enter the kingdom of heaven but you you make it hard for other people to enter Blind leading
1: the blind. Lead the blind. Would, yeah, that that reminds me of uh, there was a a few uh, well-known pa- um, pastors or I forget, um, but that had committed suicide and you were talking about the 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 load the 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 weight that they, that's on them to withstand and the size of the churches and and all the responsibilities yeah. and all the things that they internally were battling and that's not no easy task. having a.
2: Uh, an image that you can't fall. We're back to it. That's what, we're, that's what we're talking about, right? Right. Like, oh, Kanye can't fall. Oh, yeah, well, look at this young pastor who everybody's looking up to, who took his life. Why do you think he took his life? <laughs> Nobody's talking about that. Right. Everybody's just like, oh, just be nice and kind, but uh, talk about things that are hard to talk about, right? Uh, uh, but why do you take his life? Well, I guarantee you, it has something to do with sin. Mm. You can know, it take so much until it, until Satan's design takes over, and fully has his way in you. Steal, kill, and destroy. destroy. You don't mess around with Satan's design. It does what it accomplishes his will all the time, and 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 all it does is wait for you and waits. It'll wait as long as it takes until you finally you give up or you take the ball, your eye off the ball. And wham, he hits you. You'll
1: fall into the the ocean. You're no longer able you to sink. follow. Yeah, That's you right. You just
2: just just waits for the moment where you keep your you you turn your eyes off away from from uh, uh, from Christ, and the, and the and the and the time the first time you do that, he's there, and he's waiting for that. The only one that never did that was Jesus. Thank God, because no one else could ever do that. Which is why we worship Jesus, and, uh, and, and he did what no other human being can possibly do. It's impossible, which means that that he wasn't just human, but he had divine help mm-hmm. in that intervention to do that, which he had always said he did. But going going back to the the whole justice and mercy thing, on the tweet about that situation with that young man, and and um, uh, uh, and how that went viral, and everybody that thing went viral, but the just the mom pleading for the justice did not go viral um uh, it, through all that just meditating on mercy what it is what not it, it became very clear to me justice is the law, and there's no mercy in it. the law is merciless and Jesus came to do what he did so that we would no longer have to live by the law. So we can now live by His grace, by His mercies, His tender mercies, and that we can then be merciful to others. That's the the core relationship with God that we have. If you don't have that relationship with God, you don't have one. You don't have the relationship that you think. And I would even argue that you can't even call yourself a Christian. You can say you're a Christian, but if you don't have that merciful relationship with God that exists between God and you, and you and another person, you don't have a relationship with God—not the God, not Christ, not not the you know the God of the, of the scriptures, mm-hmm. not Him. Maybe you have, a, maybe some other God, but not Him.
0: That's why, that's why it said of Jesus, right, that He was the only one who was eligible to cast the first stone, and He didn't.
2: Right. He could have. Right.
0: He was the only one that was righteous enough to actually go through with that law and, and the punishment of that law. And,
2: and then and the joke goes that, you know, if anyone has the first stone cast the first. you know, whoever's without sin cast the first stone and that Mary, you know, the little woman got up there and threw the stone and he says, Mom, I'm not talking to you, <laughs> you know, Mary, you know, or something to that effect. Right. Because they consider Mary to be holy without sin. Right. But, that, but we don't. Correct. That, you know, we consider that Mary had a sinful nature, just like all of us, and that's blasphemous to a Catholic. You know, uh, in, in, as regards a traditional. I think one, we just case. lost our Catholic audience. Uh, uh, well, Gabriel, you know, uh, hopefully they're <laughs> merciful. We'll get, him, we'll, get, we'll get them back. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, they. What, what I'm saying is that they revere Mary, and that joke would be um, offensive uh, to them. Uh, right. Uh, uh, well, to say that Mary had sin or had a sinful nature is it would be hard for them to take that right, uh, which w- but it is the position of Protestants, which is you know a serious division between the two as far as uh, theological is concerned. But b- back to the justice and mercy part,
1: I was just looking over the questions, oh, okay?
2: Uh, I, I'm so like, maybe we, we answer them. <laughs> uh, like, uh, ju- going back to the justice and mercy part, uh, so so. J- what what Michael lays out it, it means that to do justice it means that God requires us to do what's right that we would not transgress and trespass against another that's our duty and that we should do it but to love mercy means that if someone doesn't do justice towards us that we would forgive them still forgive them we would love mercy. That's different. That's 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 not just like eh, believe in mercy or love mercy means like you're passionate about it, right? Uh, uh, so like it, it so that God requires me to do what's right, but God also requires me to when someone else that doesn't do right to me, trespass that's trespassing against me, to for me to forgive them, and then and then the third one super important. To walk humbly before him. In other words, to understand that if I'm able to do that, that it wasn't me. It was God.
0: We were just talking about that on last Wednesday. What Jesus saying, without me you can do nothing. Right? It's pretty clear. And then why Paul kind of brings it full circle and says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me.
2: The opposite side of that coin, right? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, so, so that that's the the three things that Mike is talking about that Jesus refers to, and, and 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 teaches about. So, why it makes sense why some a mother appealing for justice would not go viral, because there's nothing beautiful about it. It's just pain and agony. But when someone loves mercy and is implementing mercy, there's something spiritual and beautiful and just glorious about it and whoever witnesses it is moved by it it makes sense that that would go viral and it and it makes sense that someone pleading for justice wouldn't go viral
1: I mean that, I mean that's the probably the reason why it was viral versus the other the the justice because it was all on video so people that were watching it chose to yeah We're 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 uh, uh, moved towards that 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 case of mercy. Yes, and there's a reason why it was watched over, and because it was love
2: is that kind of love is powerful. It covers a multitude of sin. right? And 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 there's something about it that we admire about that. There's some within us that say because basically that's the goal for all of us. It's it's what it's certainly what the Holy Spirit is leading us to or drawing us to. To have that kind of relationship with him where we're able to do this in the worst of circumstances because if we're able to do it in the worst of circumstances then everything else should be cake right
0: is that why is that why it says do not consider yourself more highly than others or, or? absolutely
2: so uh, that's going to be a, a part of walking humbly before your, your god right and Paul's gonna say that in Romans don't don't pretend to have more faith than you have. Don't pretend to have more grace than what you have. Every man according to the measure that he has received, right? And everybody's going around pretending to be more than what they are. That and that's the problem. That's certainly the problem on Twitter, right? Uh, uh, you pretend to have more than what you have. That's the problem with covetousness, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you pretend to have more than what you have. And, and so you dress a certain way, you drive a certain car because you want people to believe that you're a certain person, and that you have a certain amount of wealth that you really don't have.
0: We gotta retake this picture. Let's take another one. <laughs> <laughs>
2: and, and that you have, that you are very classy and such. You're so classy when you're really not. <laughs> 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 I of Mr. Peanut. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Peanut.
1: <laughs> That's funny. It reminds me of a. Uh, the idea of the Protestant ethic, I think it is. All right, I think that's what it said. That um, basically you are to show that God is um, showing that, that God is blessing you by how much you have, how much money you have in your. Well, that was certainly Jewish philosophy, right? Yeah. Uh,
2: in the scriptures, uh, that God uh, blesses whom he loves, right? And so you go to the New Testament and they're measuring their relationship with God based on the wealth that they have as evidence, the wealth that they have as evidence that God has blessed them. He's blessed the work of their hands. Right? right, right, yeah.
1: So that was, that was, I remember reading about that or learning about that. And it was really interesting seeing them. Like, I don't know if that makes, like, even then, it, it didn't really make sense to me that yeah, that would the, be the case.
2: There's things that in there that rub us wrong way spiritually, but we can't articulate it, right? That has happens a lot, right? But, and then... Uh, get to the point where we study and we search and then we're able to articulate it yeah
1: mm-hmm. I think that's that's a big deal
2: it is
0: we're definitely going to have to have a sale back for part two because I mean I think I n- I think you got to your questions but I think we flipped questions somehow yeah and
1: well I, I'm now <laughs> thinking okay I want to kind of start Maybe a series or something yeah like I, I, I want to get into <laughs> th- your because in the question reminded me of like well who was someone that discipled you and also what was your journey especially I think in, in context of where we are with ReConnect you know the the events leading up to establishing ReConnect ministries and then it, it, for a second there when we we're talking it, it dawned on me like all the what is it God um, works all things in good for those who believe for, mm-hmm. and, and thinking about that and with all the events that would have had to happen and everyone that's involved with reconnect and for us to be here, sitting here, you know, talking and and having this this podcast and it just was it was mind blowing to it me. is pretty cool yeah
2: And God puts things together and and then you start seeing certain fruit right
1: because now it's like okay we can we could probably go on about that and the the book that Jacob let me borrow was um, about the transformation of of the church from from. Uh, internal to external. The, or the mission uh, uh, of renaissance. McNe- I think from that, from that would Reggie be a, a great um, topic of discussion, but there's a lot of things we can touch on obviously.
2: Yeah, those are broad broad topics. We got very specific in the, the ones. That I mean, <laughs> <that's> we weren't <laughs> planning on it, right? We weren't planning to talk <laughs> about no mercy plans. and yeah.
0: social media. And well,
2: it's all in the context of controversial things that the are to talk about and, and certainly the things that we're talking about right now I consider them to be very controversial because uh, people, from my position, from what I, uh, from what my experiences in teaching, so many years in, in the church, and 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 discipling people and and having that kind of relationship, mentor relationship with people, um, is that these topics of mercy and sin they get a they get a, like a surface pass passing like it does. It doesn't really get, um, people don't spend time abiding. They don't spend time abiding in what it means, what sin is, and, and what sin is in their life, and what repentance is, what mercy is. Those so are the things that we we're talking about, you know. Uh, it, it, uh, it It's, you know, you're sinful, God has forgiven you. Amen. <laughs> You know, yeah. I mean, I'm not no, kidding. Yeah, no, it's yeah, like know, some know, places yeah. that's exactly what it where, is. Where are
0: the footnotes for that? <laughs> <laughs> Give me the
1: footnotes. That's, I mean, that it's, I don't want to bash on anyone, but it's, it's what you see on TV with uh, at the end of their sermon or what have you all All right, now we're all going to pray the prayer of forgiveness and, um, you know, forgive me. I, I accept you, Jesus, in my life and, you know, that's kind of like their end goal or, or their end thing. And it's like I, I remember listening to it and, and saying it, but like I didn't it didn't feel real. I didn't feel for some it is was, for some it for is. for some. Yeah, I, but I guess I, for me I it don't have it.
2: to personally. I, I won't I won't bash that uh, it's but it it, it it it's there for those who are you're there and need that. But if some people what I'm trying to say is that some people don't go beyond that. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Don't go beyond that. And so that's we'll, what I was we'll, wanting, I guess, for yeah. me personally. Yeah. They don't go beyond that. And that's a good start, you know, uh, certainly. Um, but it's obviously in the things that we're talking about today, it's much richer and much deeper than that. Because everything you see in the New Testament, you see Paul trying saying, I'm praying, my prayer for you in Philippians 1 9. He says, My prayers for you is that you would. Um, um is that you would um grow or uh, uh that you would grow more and more he says in real knowledge mm. and this is what we're talking about real knowledge experiential you've received it and now you're operating in it you're you he's dead this he's had mercy in you and now he's going to have mercy through you right uh it's transactional and it's 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 true knowledge or real knowledge the way the NASB says it in Philippians 1 and 9. Do you have it?
0: And this I pray that your love may abound still more and more in real knowledge and all discernment.
2: And all wisdom, all discernment, depending on the on the uh, 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 translation you get. But he's, he's saying there's a love. We come into a relationship with love. I surrender my life to Jesus Christ. Okay, that's a good start. But if you don't progress beyond that, Good luck, because life is real, and life is gonna smack you. Chaos is gonna come filtering life the first chance it gets, and it has zero mercy. Mm-hmm. Zero. Okay. That's for sure. And 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 so uh, uh, the floods don't—they don't have mercy when it hits. Some The floods just just hit whatever's in its way and take out whatever's in its way. And I not saying, Oh, you're a nice person. I'm gonna go around you." They don't do that. The floods come and beat upon the house. Can't,
0: you can't reason with the waves. What are can't. you talking, about? <laughs> He's talking Maybe about? You go around me. I've
2: been good today. You go around me. You know. <laughs> I'm uh, oppressed. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> uh, uh, it, it, the, but, you know, it, it's it's um. If they don't progress beyond that, Paul says, uh, yeah, we've come into a loving relationship with God." All right, he says, but I want you to grow in that loving relationship with God, in all discernment, in all wisdom, and he's all pushing. And then you read Ephesians four; he's going to say that you we, until we come to the to the full measure and the stature of Jesus Christ. All right. And so the goal is what to be exactly like Jesus Christ. So until you've become exactly like Jesus Christ. Well, when you become exactly like Jesus Christ, then you can stop. You attained it. <laughs> like you can say, I did it. I'm enlightened. I become one with the universe or however you want to say it. <laughs> right? I read, I reached it. But Paul himself, the most enlightened, full of revelation Christian in the New Testament, disciple of Christ, says, I, I, I don't pretend to have attained it. In Philippians, I don't pretend that I've reached it. it says, but forgetting the things that are behind, I I, I I, press forward towards the mark of the high calling that is in Christ Jesus, which is the full stature and measure of him. I hmm. keep aiming up. I keep aiming up. I keep aiming up. And whatever happened beyond, behind me, whether it was good or bad, I don't pay attention to it no more. Because why? Because today's a new day. Tomorrow's a new day. If I take my eye off the ball, guess who's going to be waiting for me? Satan's design.
0: That's a, that's a very controversial statement that he just made about insinuating that Paul fell or he stumbled here and there a couple times. And <laughs> <laughs> maybe he did. Maybe
2: he did it. <laughs> people, yeah, well, some people think that, you know, they don't understand that, that what we're talking about as far as when we talked about mercy, and they think that Romans 7 is Paul confessing that he had sin, right? I do that which I don't want to do. I don't do that which I want to do. If I don't, if I do that, which I don't want to do anymore, it's no longer I who's doing it, but sin that dwells in me. So then, with my flesh, I serve sin, and with my spirit or with my um, mind, I serve uh, God. Mm-hmm. And some people will translate interpret that to mean that he was in sin, and it, it was okay though. You know, God washed over it because you know, hey, everybody's a sinner and whatnot. And that's it. Just the, the, the theologies can get all <laughs> messed up really quick. Uh, and no, that's not what that means, you know? That's not what that means. Uh, But, you know, certainly some people would say something like that.
1: I'm I'm still new to, enough to not know that's the case. I haven't gotten there yet. I'm still in... Uh, where am I at now? In John. Actually, yeah. I just... Because uh, on Sunday, we're in, we're in John 4, right? Yeah. So I just... um went through that one I think I'm like at six or seven now so I'm um, I still haven't even gone through it I'm using that app still so makes it a lot easier to get through it that's for sure to hear it to hear it uh, spoken it's, it's not uh, it's not as cumbersome to read and.
2: well it's a lot easier for yeah. we were not created to read we were created to listen to hear that's why faith cometh by hearing right, right. But we have very fortunate if you're able to read because you're you're you actually are hearing with your inner voice when you read. Right. right? Yeah. That's the next step. you sure. by passing bypassing the audible part of it.
1: So then, it, is it safe to say that uh, we'll have to have you have you back and you're open to coming back? So, is this a wrap? No, I'm just wanting to make well, sure before we end. <laughs> I want to get confirmation. Well, what What's our time mark? We're now? at 140, so we got time. Um, I just want to make sure we get... No,
2: well, I mean, uh, whatever you guys need to do, but no, yeah, anytime. Uh, absolutely. It's a pleasure for me to converse with you.
1: Because I feel like there's still a, a lot that we want to get to. Because honestly, yeah, I was... Because you had come up with a few questions in terms of... Uh, just in terms of, like, your asking kind of where you started off. I know you've we've talked about it before. and But I think it would be interesting to, to talk about that and figure out how you got to where you are today. And I think that would be really interesting because we some of the episodes that we've we've talking about is our journey to faith um we've talked about the seen versus the unseen the church um i forget the other ones but just kind of like 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 today's topic would be mercy um, versus justice i guess you could say it that way so the kind of like thematic in a
0: way mercy versus social justice mercy versus social justice (laughs) one way to put it. Yeah.
2: Controversial subjects. Controversial. Mercy. Yeah. yeah. Cuz I, I Mercy is very controversial. It is. If you understand it and you're trying to play it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think for me I'm I know I've said it to Lee that through th- even through this process where there's no distractions like we talked th- we talked about earlier that we're concentrating on what we're the conversation we're having right now and everything else is and the periphery, and and the process of going to the conversation, and, and meditating through it, going to scripture, and making sure that we are talking through scripture. Because I think that was something that, for me, I've learned through reconnect is, it's not, it's it's good to know when it's someone's opinion versus what is said in the yes.
2: scripture, and when it's my opinion about scripture, right. right, or when it's something that's actually said in scripture as opposed to what I think it says. Yeah. Because I think that leads directly
1: to what we were talking about in terms of controversial topics. Is people don't want to talk about it because it could look as though it's that that's their opinion, or or it's said because I forget it's like sure like you they add to scripture
2: right. And I mean even Paul himself when he's writing in there, uh, speaking about controversial subject nowadays. Although in the church it is, and it's not really talked about. I mean, it, it just talked uh, well, well. Fornication is not really discussed, other than "don't do it." know, <laughs> that's it. That's pretty much it, right? It's like "don't do it." You know, <laughs> that's deep diving. into what the Bible <laughs> like, has to say. Uh, let's, let's discuss fornication. Yeah, it should not be done. <laughs> like, all right, Absinence. That's yeah. good, uh, uh, but, but the reality <laughs> about it is that in the church, people are engaging in fornication. And and the scripture speaking. It's the biggest no no. It's the biggest defilement of your soul. Okay, uh, so it's it, it's it's a controversial thing. But so when Paul talks about that, and then he talks about adultery, right? So First Corinthians six and seven, right? Um, he he's going to say this is what the Lord commands. And then at the end, when he's getting towards the end in chapter seven, he's going to say uh, the next part. It's not by commandment. God didn't say that. He says, but it's my opinion, and I do believe I have the Holy Spirit. Like, I don't think I'm having this opinion apart from the Holy Spirit, but I'm not going to tell you that this is a commandment. Hmm. I'm trying to get that. It's like even he is saying, differentiates when it's a real commandment that Jesus says and when it's his um, um, advice, differentiating his from, from Jesus' commandment. From the Lord's commandment, this is the Lord. I'm talking about the Lord right here. This is what Jesus said. This is what is expected, right? This is the commandment. He says, "Now I'm going to tell you something else, but it's not a commandment, and you know it's not something that I'm saying the Lord is telling you to do. Mm -hmm. But I am filled with the Holy Spirit, so I don't think it's carnal, you know. So I think it's good advice, but I don't think it has to be followed by everybody and anybody. It's not a rule or commandment."
0: just providing wisdom right it's point. just
2: uh, it's a path if you choose to follow it. right uh, you know for those who choose to you know it's 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 you know this message was self-destruct for you know if you choose to do it then you choose to do it if you don't you're not you know sinning you know right. uh, and, and what he means and he says that in the context of uh i i, I recommend that you're single like me right well, yeah, because I remember uh,
1: we had <laughs> talked about the first Adam. That's
2: very controversial too. <laughs> the
1: what is it the the gift of singleness?
2: The gift of singleness, yes.
1: Which, that almost nobody prays for. Which I know in, in the context of homosexuality, that's kind of uh, yeah. Nobody ever
2: combines those two subjects that I know of. You know, or it's not very common. You know, people that talk about the gift of singleness and homosexuality but they're definitely correlated they're definitely um should be talked about together i think they go together
1: yeah. it's funny cuz uh when we talked about the first adam and then jesus being the second and last adam and how jesus was was without a, a woman but that whole discussion of um his wife would be in heaven i think
2: is the church the church right he's betrothed to the church yes
1: I don't know. It's just I feel like it's funny now. Thinking about how he Jesus was able to live this life out with, without a woman, and look how great it was. So to me, it's like <laughs> it looks like that's the ideal way of living. Wait, what do you
0: mean? How great it was? They nailed him to a cross. As I'm, as I'm married.
1: <laughs> mean? I mean, yeah. That or maybe he man. means how productive he was. Yeah, all yeah. That. Productive. There you go. How much oh work shit. he got done. Oh like <laughs> all that forgive me. Talk, talk about poetic
0: <laughs> justice. He was a carpenter for how many years? And then oh. hey, let's know this guy to the cross. <laughs> and and uh
2: in in um Bruce Barton's uh The Man Nobody Knows, um uh, Bruce Barton, uh the marketing uh guru, one of the first marketing gurus, um he wrote the book Nobody Knows. The Man Nobody Knows. Speaking, he writes about the life of Christ. It's an unconventional life of Christ. I recommend it if you haven't read it. It's it's not a it's not a big book. It's a real thin book. It's, it's not a long read, but it's a good read, and it's a good take on it. Um, uh, and it, and he puts in there, I think it was him that puts in there, if I'm not mistaken, um, that he would have made crosses. He would yes. he, he would have even as a carpenter he would have he would have made crosses. Probably, yeah, probably. more than likely would have made crosses, and 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 would have been used by the Romans and contracted to make a cross and then use them to you know crucify people. It's very it's very likely as a carpenter, especially in that region in Nazareth. Well, my
0: Jesus only made chairs <laughs> and tables, <laughs> mangers, <laughs> stables. You watch too many movies. That, that kind of, that's my Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Not capitalist Jesus, that's Not evil Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> capitalist. You guys have seen those, right? Those memes. Made, Jesus was
2: a socialist. He made a living. <laughs> <laughs> he made a living? Jesus made a living.
0: He abided by the state. <laughs> he paid his
2: taxes? Yeah. What? Nah, it's controversial. <laughs> <laughs> he would have had, yeah. That. that is interesting. Uh, but, anyways, the controversial statements I think uh, is an interesting w- approach uh, to a conversation. Anyways, there might be
0: a there to be a series that that we start up for episodes, controversial yeah. subjects, com-
1: controversial com uh com- conversational yeah. topics with Eliseo.
0: Could be,
2: or if you interview a woman, then you can say a very controversial statement right now in our culture, which would be in the same chapters, First Corinthians six and seven. At the end of six. Paul says, don't you know that your body is, is the temple of the Holy Ghost and that the Spirit of God dwells inside of you? He says, so that your body is not your own. You can't do whatever you want with your body. Your body is not yours. It's been purchased with the with the blood of Jesus. It's his, not yours.
0: It's very counter to oh my right gosh, to choose. Good luck
2: having that conversation with somebody in the Christian church, especially women. That'll be fun. Cause right now in the culture, it's it's my body, my choice. I yeah, I feel like
1: it's. <laughs> no, it's funny that you're like yeah, controversial topics. That's interesting. Hey, now that wasn't me. That was
2: you. <laughs> you asked me that question. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like I feel like I, w- like, again
1: like, I feel like I, w- listening to Rick, Ricky Gervais. I think they say. Ricky Gervais. That? uh-huh. Gervais. 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 Like I like i see that and i was like very inspired by it and like actually seeing him seeing somebody live out that obviously the comedic um well, the, the purpose of the com- yeah. the comedian but also like he's he's just saying what he believes to be true and it's being authentic he, yeah he's being authentic and true to himself and it's upsetting people and funny enough like i think that's fun you know it's like why can't people be who they are and it reminds me of this guy I, that that I that I used to work with, and people were, would be so upset, but he was just so raw and authentic, and he could be seen and perceived, or rather perceived as like combative, but he was just saying what was on his mind, and he wasn't gonna be um what is it beat behind the high behind beat, the beat behind the bush high behind the bush or be, yeah that and like to me like beat I appreciated the that cuz whether you agree with him or not like you know what he stands for you knew what sure. he was going to say his his yes was a yes his no was a no sure. and you can take him straight on as as what he was as at his word
2: you don't have to guess what he's thinking
1: yeah yeah you don't have to guess what he's thinking and and to me like i you see that and i think that's why like seeing it in people it really like excites me cuz it's like that's that's how we should all live it looks like if it's we bold could.
2: it's it looks bold It looks courageous yeah. right it always is courageous to be authentic, whether for good or for bad. Um, and, and I'm not saying that Ricky Gervais was did it for good, right? I'm right. Just, you know, yeah. So because there was a lot of bad stuff that he said that I would consider to be not good, but it was authentic, and so it was very, you know, uh, memorable, right? And and uh, and it can uh, be enjoyed for its authenticity. Uh, but like I I I think I would say for myself, I used to be more like that younger when I was younger. And, uh, uh, but I don't think it's.
1: It's not as practical. I think it's
2: part of the process, maybe. Maybe it's a phase that everybody goes through uh, where you finally uh, get, you know, who you are. And so you start uh, having an opinion and start saying, start being who you are in public, openly, right? I think it's a phase because then you get, I think you come, we're talking about embracing humility that. Because it can be destructive. Well, okay. It goes
0: into yeah what we were talking about in the earlier about the the power of the tongue and the the power of death and life abide in the tongue. Yeah, yeah. Rest in the it's tongue. It's no joke. And how the tongue is like a rudder, or how um sure. speaking the truth in love, and how as a Christian you have to right, you have to correlate those two things, those two ideas, like you're you're saying, Gabriel, about speaking boldly, but then. Okay. Yeah, but that might go too At what far. point do you exercise
2: <laughs> self-control? Self-control, right? Right. So you have to. It, it, that's the. So that's that's what I'm saying. But definitely, I agree as far as the the courage that it takes, and I think maybe we have to experience that at some level. That's why I say maybe it's a phase. You have to experience being able to speak out and being who you are, but you know, and not being ashamed of who you are, and just saying and put yourself out there, because there's something very vulnerable about doing that, right? Yeah, uh, uh, I think that's what it so, is. So, yeah. uh, but uh, and so maybe it's a phase, because uh, I'm not saying it's wrong or right. I, I I just saying I think I know I went through that, where I would say whatever I needed to say as far as what I saw, and it, I didn't care how it landed on you, because it's the truth. But you know, Paul says you could speak you could speak the truth with love. Right, right. So, so uh, in fact, the goal is right to speak the truth with love. That's the full maturity. That's harder to do. That takes a lot of self control. Yeah. Yeah, It takes a lot of self control. Uh, And there's not a lot of self control that Ricky Gervais demonstrated on that stage. It looked like he was trying to self control sometimes. Like, I can't say that joke, right? And he's like, and then he just said it, you know. (laughs) But something inside of him told him that that's pretty bad. I'm I'm, I'm about to say something that's not really good. (laughs) And then he said it, and then, yeah, it was bad, you know, Uh, even though it was funny it was really bad you know yeah. yet it was funny but something told him in the moment he couldn't even get past. like he almost like <laughs> i shouldn't say this like i, I shouldn't do this joke like he would have had a hard time saying the joke right yeah so uh, yeah, and, and that's he's like putting li- putting it all out there right but so you know there's times where uh, because what he said his what he said wasn't said with love right yeah so it was true but it wasn't said with love. I mean it wasn't out of control so to speak as far as, you know, emotionally speaking, but it was it was a bull, you know, bull in a china shop. And I think that's what and if we're honest, it's it's what everybody that's praising it enjoyed about it. Yeah. We don't enjoy that it did something good to somebody else. We enjoyed that it did something bad to somebody else. And it made somebody else feel bad.: That
0: it made Tom Hanks really uncomfortable.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Did't know what kind of facial expression? To <laughs> <make>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know what, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. Uh, I just, I'm just saying there's another side to that. Um, and I, 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 I laughed, but like I said, I know my dark side. like I know, I know why I laughed. Because there's things in there that I wish I could have said. I would have. I, there's pe- people wanted to be on that stage saying the things that he was saying. Everybody, everybody, <laughs> most conservatives on Twitter wanted wished out of envy and jealousy. They wish they would have been in his shoes, being able to say the things that he said it with mm-hmm. the force that he said it with. <laughs> and that's what their praise is coming from. Yeah, it's not coming from that. You know, it was. You know, it's, it's true and. This is, you know, I hope you know that they take it to mind. <laughs> nobody's gonna it's take an, that to mind. It's a nice building
0: block for our country <laughs> it or for society. A
2: burn. Yeah. It was just he lit the room on fire and walked away. Yeah. You
1: know? Okay. If we, if you guys don't mind, but is this, is that like a good parallel to the what is it like? The, you could say the phenomena of Trump. Did you say that's the same kind of?
2: Oh, you think this conversation is gonna go only five minutes? <laughs> <laughs> Of Trump just this, real quick just, just for five minutes real quick, real quick. <laughs> is, we're gonna close on this, okay
1: <laughs> i just i just it just came to my mind right now, and I feel like it's the same kind of like people were uh uh what is it drawn to that <coughs> sort of uh Way of, um, way of speaking, because I think that's what people want to be able to, again, I think it's something yeah, we want. I would say that, yeah, absolutely. To, to have the ability to do so. But again, it's... Or,
2: or they want, they want they wish somebody, they, they and in that case, maybe not even themselves, but they longed, people longed for somebody just to say what's true, say what they were thinking. And then he definitely began to say the things that most people were thinking.
0: Stop being buttoned up. Stop being, yeah. yeah. Like,
2: we don't care. I'm going to say Merry Christmas because that's what everybody's thinking. Like, who cares? I'm saying Merry Christmas. It's not a bad thing. And if you don't celebrate Christmas, that's too bad for you. You don't have to be offended by it. We're trying to be nice. Merry Christmas. Enjoy your holiday. You you have a holiday because Christmas exists. I I thought about
0: that, too. I was thinking, this especially this year, I'm like, if somebody were to respond with "Happy Hanukkah" or whatever, I would I not be offended. Yeah, I would. Don't, so I'm like, I don't oh, care. Thank you. Happy Hanukkah to you. <laughs> cool. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, you, you celebrate your own holiday. That's
2: cool. <laughs> yeah, I forget somebody was saying uh, something. Uh, you know, uh, Happy Kwan- uh, Kwanzaa. Kwanza. Uh, something. I think Warren. Elizabeth Warren, but happy. No, Kwanzaa. she didn't. Is this something oh, uh, you know? Uh, you know, happy Kwanzaa to you know the, those who celebrate Kwanzaa. And then somebody responded to her saying, "You obviously don't know you know Africa or the you know the the the, the history." And he says nobody in Africa celebrates that Kwanzaa.
0: <laughs> All I can think of is those those memes, those photoshops of her as Orlando Lakes Lady. <laughs>
2: But but I'm not offended if someone says Happy Kwanzaa. I'm like, oh, Happy Kwanzaa, cool. You know? like, cool. Or you know, uh um uh, but that's kind of very similar, like to Cinco de Mayo. Like no, no, serious Mexicans celebrate Cinco de Mayo, but it's just something in the U.S. that everybody's like, yeah, they celebrate Cinco de Mayo. Why? I don't know. You know, you would think that they were gonna celebrate something. They would celebrate the 16th of September, uh, which is actually Independence, Independence Day, Day yeah. for, for Mexico. But they don't celebrate that. They celebrate Cinco de Mayo. They recognize Cinco de Mayo. It's a non-holiday for Mexico. You can it's eat like, tacos and nachos that day. T- you can wear a very long mustache or, you know, <laughs> uh, uh, drink a lot. But, you, you know, uh, but someone says, sing Cinco de Happy Cinco de Mayo. You don't say Happy Cinco de Mayo because you celebrate Cinco de Mayo. You just say Happy Cinco de Mayo because it's, it's the holiday, you
0: know. Mexican uh, well, St. You know? Patrick's Day. That's basically what it is. Yeah,
2: happy St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, I'm not Irish, you know, and or I don't. Catholic. I don't go around drinking or <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, right. So, but anyways, yes, I would say that. I think there's a correlation that people in Trump, not necessarily that they want uh, everything they want or would say or. But many, but many things that they do want to say, and he vocalized it. Yeah. And so he was literally speaking for most people, not when it came to the vulgar stuff, and some of, and some of it, even the vulgar stuff, he was speaking for a portion of people that that did want to say that. Right. Yeah. And and so, uh, but not necessarily everybody. And talk about controversial right now. That subject is dividing the church right now. Because the Christians are dividing between pro-Trump and against Trump, and and the, in the Christian community right now, those who are are against Trump are 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 saying that the Christians that are pro-Trump are racist and evil. It's nuts, it's crazy.
0: We touched on that. I don't know if on Christianity Day
2: came out full full on and and, and exact, society
0: exactly that because there was an article I don't know if you sent it or I sent it but about. George Soros bought the parent company of Christianity Today.
1: Oh, I think you. Uh,
0: so, there goes <laughs> I that. <wouldn't>
2: doubt it. <laughs> oh, know, yeah, imagine if you had the money that George Soros had, what would you do? <laughs> uh, probably not much different, you know. I would be using it to the things that I like, you know, and the things I believe. It's your money. You
0: just go ahead and buy Twitter and Facebook. <laughs> I'll go ahead
2: and buy you out and tell you what to put. Yeah. <laughs> the Bloomberg is not hiding that, right? I'm just go ahead and uh, they're not gonna investigate me, but they will investigate Trump. <laughs> no negative things to the Democrats, just the other side. You know? So I mean, at least he's not hiding. It. At least he's saying this is what I'm doing. I don't have to guess, like right. CNN or anybody else who's that's what they're doing. Yeah, they're we're expensive. legitimate
0: over here. Come watch us. <laughs> that's basically <laughs> yeah, like what
2: it is. Legitimate, not biased at all. You know. <laughs> Uh, and uh, at least Bloomberg, I mean, he got reamed for saying that, but at least he's telling you that that's what he's doing. So that you're not guessing, like thinking like they're like the, you know, oh, this is very unbiased. Like, oh, no, this leans hard left, you know? <laughs> this is a, you know, this is a, but at least he's being truthful about it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what, uh, I guess my, well, it's, it's getting better at, at, like we learned with through the book club is stop lying and I was just thinking that yeah. and, and well, yeah, yeah. speak yeah. the truth or at, least or at least don't, don't lie. lie.
2: That's right.
1: And I think that what well, that's like, that's huge, you know, and I think that's what for me is what's, what's happening. Uh, all the things we've been talking about in today's session, but I think just in terms of like at the heart of it is that, is that we're, uh, we're leaning towards the lie versus leaning towards the truth and, it's 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 blatant now. Yeah, it
2: is blatant, and no one's quiet about it. Yeah, like who do you trust at this point, right? It's like, you can't. You, how, how do you trust the FBI again? How do you trust you know? Should you have ever trusted the FBI or you know? It's how do you trust these people that have abused the power, mm-hmm. right? So it's um you know. Uh, but very controversial. It, it is causing a serious problem, that division. Trump is causing a very serious—I uh, uh, I say it this way. I believe that with Trump, one of the things that God is doing with Trump um, and through Trump is uh, that he is separating—it's preparing for me, what I my opinion, uh, like the preparation for the end times, where he's separating the wheat from the chaff. And he's doing it across the board, across party lines, across denominations, religions, and, and it's causing a division between the wheat and the chaff. And everybody thinks they're the wheat; no one believes they're the chaff. Probably even, but not beyond the U.S. too, right? That's what I'm saying. It's across. It's across religions. Well, I mean, it happened in it's Brexit, right? Political lines. Yeah. It's it's happening everywhere. Across the board, and uh, for me, the division that's happening. He says, "I'm going to separate the wheat from the chaff at the end." And so it's a division. What does that mean? The wheat from the chaff? Or the lesson. One of the lessons from the wheat and the chaff is it's about humility and pride. And he says, don't separate them in the beginning, he says, because they look the same. He says, but you separate them at the end because at the end, the chaff stands straight up, which is a symbol of pride, arrogance, stiff-necked. And the wheat, because of its fruit, it, it bows, which is a symbol of humility. Uh, 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 and 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 um, meekness but humility right and then it's easy to separate it at that point because you just grab all the chaff that's you know on the top and because it's all the wheat has bowed down and the only thing that's sticking up is not the wheat it's the chaff and it's easier to separate and so for me that's one, of, I, that's one of the things I see happening right now is that you look in the church and, and these big spiritual leaders and preachers and teachers they're choosing sides, man, and a lot of them are choosing the left.
0: It's funny because a lot of, for the longest time, right, it was not, that was taboo for for a church to endorse a candidate or for, or a political party, I should say, too. But that wasn't, that wasn't like that was frowned upon, so to speak.
2: Yeah. So he's caused what, what one of the things that Trump has done is caused everybody's emotions to surface what I call their true emotions Um, it's like um, how do I explain it he's 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 revealed everybody's inner inner self in other words you can't stay neutral on him You, you have to pick a side Right? Mm-hmm. and everybody's having to pick a side. You can't you can't stay in between. It's almost impossible to stay in between um, cuz you don't even have to pick a side. Once other people start picking a side, they pick a side for you.
0: Hmm.
2: It's crazy. And, and and that's what you see happening for example like with Dave Rubin. Um and uh, uh a lot of these uh, people, you know, with uh, I forget all their names now. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it's everyone, uh, Brett uh, Weinstein. Weinstein, and, it, and his brother, and his brother. Yeah. Uh, uh, Eric. 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 A lot of these people that were left, liberals, left. Uh, but left leaning. Uh, or completely in the left because of the side that the other people that the left has chosen it left it it made them it it forced them to choose it automatically put them on the conservative side Yeah, and they would never even dreamed of it they, they keep moving the goalposts and in fact right? every time they talk about it, you see them talk about it they, just, they still can't even believe it like I can't believe I'm siding with conservatives like I'm on their like I'm on their side even though we don't believe everything the same that's what I mean the wheat is being separated from the chaff, and 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 nobody's being left in the middle. In, in nobody, you can't be left to ch- be in the middle. You have therefore, if either you choose consciously, choose one, or they choose for you. That's what's happening. That's pretty nuts. We never we've never see anything like that. And we're living through that, right? And so, you know, and it's crazy because like one side is defines the other side and the other side defines the other side right and so um because this group on the left is pulling really hard to the left and now they say anybody who is a support so then they demonized the leader and in demonizing the leader that means that anybody else who is a, supports that leader is also a demon or has the same or demonized in the same way because you know you if you're you're a culprit, you know. You support the leader, and if the leader is demon, then you you know the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. How else? Otherwise, repent and be on our side. And we, most people are like, nah, <laughs> like nah, nah. I'm good. And it's like, and then the worst, the worst place to have these conversations is is in the media. Is it, it produces zero good. There's zero benefit to have these conversations, and and they're being had in the worst places to have them. In the in in media, it's super sad, but it's crazy. It's like they don't have; they're not in control. CNN, Fox, MSNBC, uh, these new news networks—they're not in control. They're not doing what they want to do. They have to do everything they're doing. They may think that they're choosing it. Mm. They're not. Someone's choosing it for them. And they're just playing a role. Uh so when uh, somebody asked me recently, well what would you think what would if you could change something or or maybe I asked myself <laughs> 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 Um if you could change one thing you know what one in the you know in the U.S. that you think needs change? What would you change? What do you think would help? What's the number one thing that you think that would help the U.S. For me, uh, uh, from what I've observed in the last three years, for me, it's it's the it's the media. It's the twenty four seven media. I think it's the most it has poisoned our nation and divided our country and divided people um and, and because there's is that, there's no real necessity for 27 24/7 media there isn't with our local channels telling us where the weather is and you know what you know the highlights of what things that have happened um that's about all you need to know
0: uh, that made me think of uh, Tom woods talking to Lou Rockwell their political podcast but they were talking about Trump I don't know if he already came out and said it though but he, for the twenty twenty campaign, that he's not planning to do any any debates. Already, he's already like,
2: what need does he have?
0: Yeah, and and the and the the way they played into it was because before it was actually the League of Women Voters, and that it was a it was a totally neutral source of questions, right. source of topics to, to discussion, and the whole point was like you are saying, like, yeah, like what's the point of having Rachel Maddow up there, right? Completely left leaning, you know, journalist, quote right. unquote, and she's up there asking, <laughs> yeah. asking Trump questions. That it, you know that they're playing for the other side, for the other team. So right? Like, what's the point? That's what I'm saying. It,
2: it, he he has brought everybody's true self to the to the front. Mm-hmm. So like everybody before Trump, before 2016, everybody knew that the media leaned left, but for the most part, you know, they they reported the news and. And but you 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 be able to see where they were leaning left, you know, in supporting left leaning causes. And whatnot. It wasn't so obvious, but it wasn't so yeah. blatant. Yeah. Post Trump, that's they they've left that facade, and now shown the true colors, mm-hmm. and and we really in in less than three years, uh, uh, with, I mean quickly it happened, maybe within one year, it went. Uh, reputable news source like CNN went to being one of the worst sources of news you can get.
1: Yeah.
2: Everybody listened to CNN. They were in every airport and they're still probably still in every airport. Um, but the people that haven't tracked the change from pre-2016 to post-2016, you don't know that they changed. Like, you want to know unless you've been paying attention. Mm. And... Um, because they just went blatant, uh, you know, they went hard left, and and they're not even being, uh, not even hiding it, right? Yeah, no, they're. they're not even hiding it. So that's what I mean is that they brought their everybody's true self forward. They've always been that; they were just hiding it, or suppressing it, or they were self controlling. They were doing. They were, you know, ec, you know, implementing self-control. However you want to see it. But he brought everybody forward. Okay, um, people who are not really Republicans, you know, who weren't on the, you know, not really conservatives, they you knew right away, you know, and many of them have left, right? It's crazy. You see people just, they didn't. It, for me, for me, they didn't switch from the way i see it is that they didn't switch. They didn't went like Nicole Wallace. She didn't went from she didn't go from being uh, uh George Bush's uh you know um, what was she something in chief of staff or mm-hmm. or press person, right? She didn't go from being that to being on MSNBC full blown left.
1: She always was. Yeah. She always
2: was. That's, that's that's my that's where I that's my opinion. I I don't see them as that's not like they, and then they blame him for what they've done. So they say it's his fault that now I'm on the left. No, <laughs> you always were on the left. You were just not being honest, right? So former
0: White House communications director. She's from Orange County. I didn't know that. Mm. Shout out.
2: Shout out OC. <laughs> I guess. Uh, well, but it, uh, yeah. I, but you know what I mean. Uh, yeah. So that, that's what I mean. I'm trying to explain to why I'm saying that he brought everybody's true self forward. Whatever, whatever people are right now and chosen to be, is who they really were all along. They just were pretending to be something else. Hmm. There
1: was nothing. Or they to, were hiding yeah, themselves. There was nothing to pull them out. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. yeah that's
2: interesting yeah <coughs> and so for me it's a separation of weed and chaff the proud from the humble and so how do you can tell well oh, it's easy look at it, see who's being merciful
1: well I think the, I, th- I think it's a good way to end today's conversation <coughs> I thank you again Elisa for coming on and Joining us, in I had a seven. lot of fun. It 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 was uh, I feel like we were uh, hitting all cylinders for a while there.
2: We're getting warm. It, it's uh, I think we were getting warmed up.
1: I think so too, but uh, I think I think uh, we're all a little fatigued though. <laughs> I'm c- I'm still recovering from from a little sickness too, so you'll probably hear it in my voice. It's not the Same. it's not the uh sway equalizer.
2: Sway sounds so, that's why you sound so sexy. <laughs> It's nine twenty six.
1: Uh, <laughs> put some jazz on. <laughs> All right. Well. Well. To tell you, we were the Lord we, bless
2: the work of your hands, and I, I am excited to see what where you guys take this. And it's been a pleasure. Thank you for joining uh, conversating us, conversating with you guys.
1: Thanks for meeting us at the crossroads.
2: Hey. Until we'll, next time.
1: We'll see y'all later.
0: Live from the RM Studios in Tustin, California at the crossroads with Gabriel and Lee.